Ketubot Taf Nun Zayin, the last thing we're discussing was Rabbi Meir said if anyone lowers the amount that's uh, supposed to be from on a standard Ketubah, 200 from Tula, 100 from Almana, then the whole thing is no good. It's uh, it's a Ba'idat Znut. And we also mentioned a story about the sister of Rameh Bar Hama was married to Rav Avya. Her Ketubah got lost. They made him write a new one because we're Mahmir like Rabbi Meir and his Gzerot. And with that, we're starting Nun Zayin Amud Aleph seven lines in where it says Dimi. when Avdimi came to Israel he said in the name of Rabbi Shimon ben Pazi the between Rabbi Yosef and Rabbi Yehuda if a lady could be mohel uh, her ketubah money without actually writing it down it's only it's only in the beginning of Al-Basof but at the end according to everyone and I'm mohelet I got the explanation from Rabbi Yohanan that De'ana, meaning Rabbi Yohanan, who said there's a machloket of Rabbi and Rabbi Yehuda, that's whether it's the beginning or end, Rabbi Yohanan ben Levi, who said only in the beginning, but, not, but at the end everyone agrees that she can be mohel. We're not arguing one on the other. Meaning, my What was Rabbi Yosher ben Levi talking about when he said in the beginning that Rabbi Yosher and Rabbi Yehuda argue? That's tehilat chupa. That's the beginning of the chupa. That's before the chupa. Umay sof. And what's the end? That's sof bia. That's after they're already together. But if this was after the chupa, before the ba'ila, yes, Rabbi Yosher ben Levi would agree that there is a mahloket. Now, when Rabbi Hanan is saying that Ben Bazo, Ben Bazo is Mahloket, whether the beginning or end is a Mahloket, that's Tehilat Chupa, Vesof Chupa, Dehi Tehilat Bia. That's in the beginning of the Chupa, that's the end of the Chupa, which is still in the beginning of the Bia, or before the Bia happens. Over there, there's a Mahloket, Rabbi Yosin, Rabbi Yehuda. Can she be Mohel by heart on paper? But after there was a Bia, even Rabbi Hanan would agree that according to everyone, she cannot be Mohel. Now, when Rabin came around, the way he brings his machloket of Rabbi Yosin Rabbi Yehuda is Lebasof at the end. But in the beginning, everyone agrees that she could be Mohel. Beginning or end, there's a machloket. And I got the explanation from Rabbi Yohanan that Rabbi Yohanan, Rabbi Yohanan, we're not arguing one on the other. My Lebasof, the Amar Ben Levi. What's this uh, end that Rabbi Yosher Ben Levi is saying that they're arguing? Is Sof Chupa. It's the end of the Chupa before the Be'ila. Umay Tehila. What's the beginning? That according to everyone, she could be Mohel. That's Tehilat Chupa before the Chupa. Vechika Amina. And now, when me, Rabbi Yohanan said that Ben Bazo, Ben Bazo Machloket, that's Tehilat Bia before the Bia, meaning that after the Chupa, before they were together. Vesof beyond after they were together, meaning everyone agrees afterwards uh, that she cannot be mohel. So what, what the mahloket between uh, the way Ravin brought the mahloket, Rav Dimi brought the mahloket, is that according to Rav Dimi, according to Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, the beginning uh, before the chupa is a mahloket. At the end, after bia, according to everyone, there's no mahloket that she cannot be mohel. According to Rabbi Yohanan, before Chupa is a Machloket, just like uh, Rabbi Yosher ben Levi. 
and after Chupa, before Be'ilah, is a machloket. The way Rabin brings all of this is that according to Rabbi Yosha ben Levi, before Chupa, everyone agrees she could be Mohel. After Chupa, everyone agrees there's a machloket. The way Rabbi Yohanan would bring it is before Bi'ah is a machloket. And after bia is a machloket. So the real difference would be is that according to Rav Demit, the beginning of the Chupa, Rabbi Yosin and Rabbi Yehuda argue if she could be Mohel. And to Rabin, there is no machloket before Chupa. According to everyone, she could be Mohel. And also there's a machloket at the end after bia. that according to Rav Demit, according to everyone, she cannot be Mohel anymore. And according to Rabin, even after Bi'ah, it's a mahluket that according to B.O.C., she would be able to be Mohel. And Amar Papa, he loved the Amar Bi'ah, Buhul, the Didimi Fashadim, Mined, Rabbi Yohanan, the Anav, Rabbi Yosha ben Nevi, Lopalgin, and Rabbi Papa said, if Rabbi Abu didn't say that, he heard straight from Rabbi Yohanan that him and the Rabbi Yosha ben Nevi don't argue. And we ended up saying that the mahluket between Rav Dimi and Rabin was the way to understand Rabbi Yosha ben Nevi. I mean, I would have understood Rabbi Yohanan and Rabbi Yosha ben Levi pligay know that they argue that according to Rabbi Yosha ben Levi, after Bi'ah, according to everyone, she cannot be Mohel. And according to Rabbi Yohanan, uh, even after Bi'ah, she could be Mohel according to Rabbi Yossi. So I would have said that Rabbi Yohanan and Rabbi Yosha ben Levi argue and Rabbi Yimi and Veravin lo and they're the ones who are not arguing. Rather, they were on the same page, and I would have explained them as my sof the Ka'amaravin, what's the end that Rabin was talking about, that sof Chupa. But after Bi'ah, Rabin would agree that Rabbi Yosha ben Levi holds that whether it's Rabbi Yossi or it's Rabbi Uda, she's not Mohel. the said something about the beginning that Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Uda were arguing. That's Tehilat Bi'ah, that's before the Bi'ah, after Chupa, before Bi'ah. But if it was before the Chupa, everyone would agree that she could be Mohel like Rabin. Now, that's the way I would have set it up. That uh, instead of saying the Mahloket is between Rav Dimi and Rabin, I would have said the Mahloket is between Rabbi Yohanan and Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi. But uh, after Rabbi Yohanan said, I don't argue on Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, so then we have to pin Rav Dimi and Rabin against each other in the explanation of what Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi said. That according to Rabin, in the beginning of Chupa, Rabbi Yosho ben Levi holds that according to everyone, she could be Mohel, and according to Rav Dimi, it's still a Mahloket. So the Gemara says, My Kamash Malan, what's the Hidush? What's Rav Papa telling us? Oh, if Rabbi Abhu didn't say it, I would have thought, meaning, what do you, what do you come and teach me? At the end of the day, Rabbi Abhu said it. So, like, where are you coming in from? So the Gemara explains, Hakamash Malan, this is what Rav Papa was coming to explain to us. That whenever you have two Amoraim arguing, you have Rabbi Yosha ben Levi, you have Rabbi Yohanan, and then you have another two Amoraim, Rav Dimi and Rabin, who are trying to explain the Mahloket, and you could explain either they're explaining themselves or explaining uh, the first Amoraim. It's better to say, It's better to say, that there's two Amoraim, Rabbi Hanan, Rabbi Yoshua, Ben Levi, are arguing each one with his own reason. And rather than say that Rav Dimi, Ravi, and the second Amoraim are trying to understand Rabbi Yoshua, Ben Levi. Meaning it would have been easier to just say that Rabbi Hanan, Rabbi Yoshua, Ben Levi are arguing 
But then Rabbi Abu came in and said, no, they're not arguing, so then we have no choice but to explain that Rabin and Ravdimi are arguing according to Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi. Next, Mishnah. Betula gets 12 months to prepare herself for the wedding from the time she was asked to get married from when she was proposed to. She has 12 months to prepare uh, jewelry, clothing, all that, whatever she needs for the wedding. The same way we give the woman 12 months to prepare herself. So we also give the man 12 months the to prepare himself. He has to prepare for the wedding, the food, everything. She already has jewelry, clothing from her first marriage. Then we only give her 30 days. If already the time came and they're not married. The women are allowed to eat from the man. If he's a Kohen, she could even eat teruma. If the husband is a Kohen, he could give her the entire thing teruma, meaning if he's not ready to get married, and now he has to pay for her food, he could give her all teruma. It could be 50-50, he has to give 50 from teruma. So this way she could eat that during her tahor days. And he also has to give her 50% hulin, so she'll have what to eat during her tameh days. Hayabam, if Reuben dies without any children, they are supposed to marry Shimon. Shimon didn't marry yet. He doesn't let his zekuka, he doesn't let his sister-in-law eat teruma. Because although they're connected, they're not 100% connected. And the Gemara will explain. If she waited six months after she was Nitaris, after she got engaged, then whoever the man was supposed to be her husband died. Then she was supposed to get a Yibum, but she waited another six months, so there's her year. Still, she does not eat Teruma. Even if she waited the entire year minus one day with her husband, then a day before the wedding, the man dies, and one day with the Yabam, or the day after the Irusin, whoever's supposed to be the husband died, and the entire year was under the Yabam, except for that one day, which was where the husband was alive, she doesn't eat teruma. This is the way the, the, we originally learned, Hachamim originally learned, that Arusa eats teruma only when there was 12 full months under the person who actually got engaged to her. Now, therefore, he has to pay for her food. This was the words, this was the Takana of the original Betin. However, Betin Shalacharehem Amru, the Betin afterwards came and said that En Haisha, uh, a woman does not eat any teruma from her husband who's a Kohen until there's a Hupa, until there's a full marriage. And the Gemara will explain why. So, number one, how do we know that where did the Hachamim get this idea that a woman gets 12 months to prepare herself? Because the Pasuk says, now this is in regards to the Ezer coming uh, to, to try to get the Rivka for Yitzhak. And uh, Rivka's family was trying to push him off a little bit. Her brother and the mother said, Let the girl stay with us, Yamim, a couple days or ten. Now, my Yamim, what does Yamim mean? If you want to say the, the least amount of Yamim is two. Do, do people even talk like this? 
First they tell him uh, two days, and he tells them no. And then and then they tell him ten days. That won't make sense. First you ask for more, and if not, then you ask less. What's yamim mean? Shana means a full year. They ask for a year, because that's the norm. We learn this uh, pasuk in regards to a person who has a, ha- a house in the wall of the city. If he sold it, he has a year to buy it back. It says yamim over there means a year. Maybe yamim means a month. So the Gemara says, Amre danin yamim stam yamim stam. We have Shava by Rivka. It says yamim with with just plain yamim, and by Batei it says yamim. And we don't learn Yamim, Stam Yamim, or just says the word Yamim, from another Pasuk where it says Yamim and it explicitly says Chodesh. And here's where Hachamim got their source from. Now, Amar Bizera, Tana, we learned in Baita, Ketana ben Hiu ben Aviai Cholin Laakev. Her or her father could say, We're not ready to get married. So she's engaged. Um, the, the problem is the child is not ready yet. So Rashi and the Rimigash, Ridwad, Rambam all say we can make the guy wait until she is a Gedola. The Rashba says they could only make him wait 12 months, not more. Either way, we could hold back. We could say she's not ready yet. So now, I get it why she would want to, to, to not get married yet. She's not ready. Her mind's not ready. Her body's not ready to go through a marriage. But her father... Understand the father. If she's okay with getting married now, why should her father veto this? Why should he stop this? So the Gemara explains because Savar because the father would think, listen, she doesn't know what she's getting herself into. Lemahar tomorrow, Mimreda, she's going to rebel against this guy. she's gonna leave the house. She's gonna come live by me. Venafly she's gonna fall on me, and I'm gonna have to deal with this headache. Therefore, I'm just going to tell him to wait a little bit until she's ready. And Amar bi Ababar Levi en poskin ala ketana leasi'a keshehi ketana. We don't set up a ketana to have her married when she's a ketana. Aval poskin ala ketana leasi'a keshehi gedola. But we do set her up. This way she can get married when she's a gedola. And the Ritva quotes the Gemara and Kiddushin that a person is not allowed to be Mekadesh, his daughter, when she's a Ketana and, until she's older and she says, I want to marry this person. So what we're talking about over here is you're allowed to do Shiduchim, you're allowed to set them up, but you can't have uh, an actual Kiddushin happen until she's older and she gets to choose the one she wants to marry. And the Gemara says, Pshita, well, obviously you're allowed to set her up now and not get her married till later. There's nothing wrong with that. What's Pashut? So the Gemara explains, I would have thought, listen, maybe she's going to get scared. It's going to be too much for her to handle and she's going to get weak. That, no, just setting her up, doing the Shiduchin part of things is, is allowed, just as long as the actual Kiddushin and marriage doesn't happen until much later. And by the way, it's very fascinating because the Shulchan Aruch says it's a mitzvah not to be Mekadesh's daughter when she's a Ketana until she's old enough and she says, I want to marry this person. But there is a Yeshomrim that says today the, the Mekadesh, their daughters when they're Ketanot because... In the Galut, people don't always have the money for a dowry. Right now you have the money, so be Mekadesher while you got the money. 
or because we, there's not so many Jews and not always you could find the right Hatan. So let's get him while you, you, while you can. But in general, you shouldn't. On the other hand, the Beit Shemuel brings so many Ma'asim from Shas that people did marry off their children with their Ketanot. It's an interesting sugya to look into. And Amarav Huna Bagra Yom Echad, if she became a Bogert even one day, when it Kacha and she be and she was Mitkadesh when she's a Bogert, not Nin La Shiloshim Yom Kalmana. They give her thirty days like an Almana. Rashi explains the Hidush is that we give her thirty days from this from when she got engaged, not from when the husband asked, let's go, let's get the show on the road, let's get married, rather from when she got engaged. And the deen is not only by an almana, it's also by a bogeret. Even though she's a betula, still she got 30 days. And you should just know there's a machloket between the poskim is with an almana, what's the story? 30 days from tevi'ah, when the husband says, okay, let's get married. Or is it 30 days from when uh, they get engaged? But the maaseh, it sounds like from the tour, the rambam, the shulchan aruch, that, uh, yeah, 30 days from when he asked to get married, not from the day of the engagement. The problem is as follows. Metive. The, we have a bright that says, Bagra, if, let's say, Naraga engaged, she became a Bogeret, Harehi Kitwa. She is like a lady who has been asked to get married. And what does that mean? My love, Kitwa Dibtula, isn't that like a Kitwa, like a lady who's been asked to get married when she's a Betula, which means you give her 12 months from that point. And the Gemara says, look, maybe it's Kitwa the Almana, maybe it's like a, an Almana who's been asked to get married, which is 30 days. So Tashema, here we have another bright up. Bogeret Shishata Shenem Asar Hodish, a Bogeret to wait 12 months. Rebidi Ezra Menhoil, the Hayab Balab Mizanotea, since her husband has to pay for her food, the already time finishing came. Yafer, he's allowed to annul her vows. And you see over here, 12 months. So obviously it tells you even a Bogeret, if she's a bit allowed, 12 months. So the, my answer is Emma, you could always change up the Braita and say we're talking about two different dinim, Bogeret. Meaning the regular Bogeret, and also a Na'ara who's already waited 12 months. Rabbi says, since her husband has to pay for her food, then he also has the option of uh, annulling her vows. So now, Tashima, here's another Braita against Ravuna. Whether he asked to get married, and she's saying, and I'm not ready, or let's say she's saying, let's go, let's, uh, let's get married, and he's telling her he's not ready. We give her 12 months from whenever they asked to get married. Not from the day of engagement. And a girl who's a bogeret is like a lady who's been asked to get married, which it sounds like uh, 12 months. Ketzad, what does that mean? If she's over the age of 12 and a half, even by one day, and she's mitkadeshet, we give her 12 months, and if she's been engaged 30 days, and tiyufta de ravuna, it's a problem to ravuna. Ravuna said you only give her 30 days. Tiyufta, you're right, it, it, it is a problem on ravuna. So now the Gemara tries to understand that, the end of the right time. My Vila Rusa Shiloshim Yom. What does that mean? The Rusa gets 30 days. So Amarav Papa, Hachikama, this is what it means. Bogeret, Shavru Ada Shenim Asar Hodesh Bebagrut Venit Kacha. If uh, there's a Bogeret who's already 13 and a half, uh, 12 months have passed since she became, uh, she became a Bogeret and she's Mitkadesh, then Notin La Shiloshim Yom Kamana. We give her 30 days like an Almana. 
The idea is, okay, she's had that whole year as an adult, she's probably prepared. She got a summer job, she got some money, she got some clothing, she got some jewelry, and she's ready to go within 30 days. Next, we learned the Mishnah, if the time came and didn't get married, so she's on his bill now, he has to now pay for her food, and if he's a coin, she can even eat teruma. Really, from the Torah, an Arusa, who's the Israelite, she's allowed to eat Terumah if she's engaged to a Kohen. The Kohen buys something with his money. And over here also, he bought her. Remember, with, or with this Kesef, whatever it is, that's considered Kesef. So he bought her. So technically, she could eat Terumah. So Matam Amrush in Auchelt, what's the reason they said she doesn't eat? Shemeim Zegula Kos Why they might give her a cup of wine of Teruma while she's still under her father. And she'll give the cup of grape juice to her brother or sister. And remember, there's Zarim and she's not, but she doesn't know this. And there would be Hayav Karet. So therefore, we just said, you know what, until she's married, no. So if that's the case, even if the time came to get married and they didn't get married yet, also she shouldn't be able to eat terumah. So why do we say she could eat terumah? Why, why did we say it's already it's on the husband now? So the explains, Hatam, over there, over there, he, he, he puts her in a nice little corner in her father's house. This is only your food. You can't share this with anyone else. So now the Gma asks, if we're worried that maybe they'll share the food, Let's say a Kohen is working with the Israel. The Israel hired a Kohen to pluck all the food from the, the from the, the field. Let the Kohen not eat teruma in the house of Israel. Because they might come to eat together. But the Gemara says no. If they're already giving him food, they're giving their food, Israel food, they're giving him the, that food, what are they going to come and take from his food? Meaning, they already gave him food. No one's going to take away from the food they gave their worker. They have to feed him, so let him eat. No one's going to take away his food, so therefore, we're not worried he's going to come to eat teruma. So that was Ola's reason. Ola's reason is because the girl might give that uh, cup of uh, teruma grape juice to her brother. Rav Shmuel bar Amar, Mishum Simpon. We're worried that he's going, that the husband's going to look at this girl, and maybe he's going to see something on her body, he's not going to like her, and he's going to scream, I never asked for this, no one ever said that uh, she looks like this, or she has this disease, or something like that, and then, the marriage is not a marriage, and all the Tumash that she ate up until now, she was not allowed to eat, and Hayav Karet, the Gemara says, Ihach, if that's your reason, if there was a Hupa, but they weren't together yet, then also she should be asur to eat. So let's say they had the chupa already, they're inside dancing, and she, they want to give her a cup of grape juice that's truma, she should say no until after the barila. So the Gemara says no, hatam over there by the chupa, mivdak ma'il. He, he checks her out, and then they get married. Meaning his relatives, they see her, maybe they go to the mikveh with her, and they check her body, and they come and tell her how great she looks, and therefore then they have a chupa, and we're not worried that maybe we're going to find something wrong with her. If that's the case, then you have an avid of a kohen, that he bought him of Israel, also don't let this Ayved eat teruma because we might find something wrong with this uh, with this Ayved, and now he's not, and we're going to call it Mekah Taut, the whole sale was no good, he's going to go back to the Israel, 
and all that terma he in the meantime was uh, no good. Is Hayav Kalit? The Gemara says Simpon Ba'avadim Leka. There's no concept of Simpon of uh, people realizing afterwards that this was a bad sale and everything going back. We don't have that concept by Avadim. Why? Because if there's, let's say, a, a damage on the Avad's body on the outside, well, you check it out. Well, if it's something inside, that you want him to work for you, if he has something wrong on the inside or, and it's covered up, then okay, I, I don't care. Just as long as you work, do your job. I don't care what, how you look in the inside. Let's say he's a thief, he steals money from people, or he's a kidnapper, Tosfo doesn't like that explanation. He says maybe he's a gambler. Bottom line is, Higgy, oh, you're stuck with this thief. Why? Because you should just know. An Ivid in general is a thief. Why else would he be an Ivid? So therefore, you're stuck with him, and you can't say, oh, Simpon, oh, this is a bad sale. My Ika, what else are you going to say? Listim Ezuyan, maybe he's an armed robber, or Muhtav Le Malchut, or uh, this person, there's a death warrant on this guy from the government. Hanu Kala Itlehu. That, uh, you know, you, there's, there's a notice on that. Everyone knows about this. You could go to any police station and you could ask about this Ayved's name and uh, you could have found out yourself. The fact that you didn't find out, that's your problem. Now, the Gemara has a question. Mikhdi. Whether we go by Ula, whether we go by Rav Shumuel Bar Yehuda, at the end of the day, she doesn't get to eat. So, my Benai, what's the halacha? What's the nafkamina between them? So, the Gemara explains, there's three nafkaminas. Number one is Kibel, Masar, Vehalach. Number one is Kibel, if the husband accepted upon himself to stay married to her no matter what. So, according to Ula, you still have a problem because she might give it to her little brother. According to Rashmuel by Yehuda, you don't have to worry about that anymore, so she could start eating teruma. Masar, Nafkamina number two is if the father gave the, the, his daughter over to the messengers of the husband and they're on the way. Can she eat over there? She's not in the home, so she's not going to give it to her little brother anymore. But on the other hand, you have to worry about Simpon. Maybe the guy won't like her. Or Vihalach. Or if the messengers of the father walked with the messengers of the husband together, bringing her from one house to the other, same idea. Uh, some say that Masar Vihalach are the, the same thing. So it's really two, not three. That's also interesting, uh, Sugya. It's a Tosafot in Kiddushin. Either way, according to Ula, we're not worried because there's no little brother over here. And according to Rabbi Shemua we're always worried that this person might change his mind all of a sudden. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.